Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 3rd, 2017. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. We've got a game under our belt. Got to watch some Orlando Magic basketball on Monday, so I will have a complete recap of Monday's preseason opener against the Memphis Grizzlies with your big takeaways uh, and what we noticed from the team as they played their first preseason game. Got a little bit of data uh, to, to, to talk about and think about as the Magic get going this year. We'll talk a little bit about that, and I'll talk a little bit about one of my big takeaways was actually the play of the starting lineup and just how much familiarity is going to play a role for the Magic as they develop this season. And then I will dive into the Orlando Magic Daily Mailbag and answer a few of your questions here on the Locked On Magic podcast, but be sure to check out the full mailbag over at orlandomagicdaily.com. And also be sure to check out the other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find them all on iTunes and Audioboom. Every team in the NBA has a Locked On podcast just like this one. You can follow all your favorite teams. Get the Grizzlies perspective on the preseason opener over at Locked On Grizzlies. You can get ready for Thursday's game against the Mavericks over at Locked On Mavericks. They do a great job covering that team. They had a, pre- they had a game on Monday as well. And so always a lot going on throughout the network, both NBA and NFL. Be sure to check that out on iTunes or Audio Boom. But let's get right into it. The Orlando Magic played their first preseason game of the season. And uh, it was definitely sloppy. It was definitely not the cleanest game you've ever seen. Uh, It it was a first preseason game, so there was going to be a lot of mistakes made and and a lot of adjustments that have to be made and and have to continue to be made. Uh, A lot of things that need to be tightened up, particularly on defense. A lot of nerves that needed to get worked out. Just, just, Just generally a... A game that, uh, you know, you, you saw a lot of shots that you normally make miss. You saw a lot of fouls. Just guys just getting their legs under them. So, you know, you watch you watch these games. You watch this these early games especially, and I'd probably lump Thursday's game in there as well. You don't want to take away too much from any score lines. The Memphis Grizzlies won 92-84. to That seemed very irrelevant. I mean, certainly it was... 53-50 Memphis at halftime. That score probably means a little bit more than anything else. And even that score, I don't think, means very much because the, the Magic missed so many open shots that I know they're going to make later on in the year. And really, the offense was very generic in some ways. I mean, Aaron Gordon took only four shots. Didn't have a lot of plays run for him. Nikola Vucevic had only five shots. You know, they only played 15 minutes. They played about their normal minutes in the first half. The starters did. Um, all the starters played about 15 minutes in the game. Um, you know, you got Mario Zonia chucking shots up. Uh, so it was definitely very much the team feeling things out a little bit. 
Um, and, and so you don't want to read too much into anything. There, there were definitely things to like, though, from this game. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about the starters who I really liked in this game. They looked really connected, really like a step ahead of every everyone else on the team. That that unit looked really good. I'll talk about them in just a moment. Uh, but my other big, my my kind of big takeaway is Jonathan Simmons is is a real big spark plug. Um, he played extraordinarily, uh, pretty uh, not extraordinarily well, but pretty well. Nine points, four for nine shooting, got the team going, especially late in the second quarter. Uh, Magic really slipped in the second quarter with the bench unit out there. DJ Augustin struggled a little bit to kind of keep the team going, probably gave the ball a little bit too much to Bismack Biombo. Uh, but Simmons helped get the team going, and, and really it was the defense from, from Simmons and rookie Jonathan Isaac that got the Magic in, in a good frame of mind and got the Magic uh, moving back in the right direction uh, and back into the game. They were down by, I think, eight or nine points late in the second quarter. Um, able to cut it down to about five before the starters came back in. So so good work from them to recover a little bit. Uh, Simmons, you know, he is kind of what has been advertised. Um, you know, definitely a guy who's going to stru- who struggled to shoot a little bit, needed to work to get a shot up. But uh, when he gets in transition, he is as good as anybody. And, and, and that's going to be something you were going to really watch with this Magic team. If they can get stops and get out in transition, this is a dangerous team. Between Alfred Payton, Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Simmons, Jonathan Isaac, they have guys who want to cut to the rim in transition. Guys who want to be near the basket, and if you give them an open lane, they're going to get to the basket. That's what they want to do, and I think that we saw a little bit of that, a little hint of that in this game. The Magic's Magic's defense was okay, not great. Uh, I thought that players were a little bit antsy and jumpy. Like they all wanted to, they were all a little over eager to do the things that that probably Vogel wanted them to do, or to to implement the things that they were doing in practice. And and so I think they were caught a little bit out of position at times, just because they were they were trying too hard to do the right thing rather than it coming naturally. And so that's definitely something to tighten up a little bit. That's definitely something that you want to fix. But at the same time, there were some very very good moments. Uh, you know, give. Give credit to Kem Birch coming off the bench late in the fourth quarter. Played some fantastic defense as a rim protector for the Magic. Uh, but honestly, Nikola Vucevic was very good defensively. He was in good defensive position. Was a deterrent at the rim. Got a couple blocks, I think. Uh, he's credited with, it looks like, uh, uh, not credited with a block. That That's wrong. That uh, That's wrong. He definitely got at least one block on the game. But he was very good at defending the basket, challenging shots around the rim, making it difficult for the Grizzlies to get into the paint or to get into the paint once once the defense came to him. Very solid defensive performance from him. Actually, Frank Vogel pointed that out after the game. Thought Aaron Gordon did a decent job defensively too, especially as a rim protector. Um, he had his struggles a little bit uh, guarding some of the guys on the perimeter. But I think again, everyone is getting their legs under them, so I'm not super concerned about that. Uh, that Jonathan Isaac, another guy who really stood out. He he looked like he could play, um, which I think is uh, kind of like summer league. It's at this point, it's not about whether you can play or whether you you star and score a lot of points or look like an all star quite yet. It's it, the Magic aren't running plays for him to to be that. It's just do you look like you belong? And Jonathan Isaac looked like he belonged. Six for ten shooting, one for four from beyond the arc, fifteen points for the rookie in his first game in a Magic uniform. Uh, and the final kind of individual to go over, Mario Azonia, 
4 for 12 from the floor, 0 for 5 from beyond the arc. He was definitely chucking a little bit. He was definitely uh, feeling good and trying to shoot the ball. Scores 12 points on the game. Uh, but I'll give Hizonia this credit. He looked like he was moving a lot better. Um, definitely still getting his legs under him. That's that's the general theme. Everyone on the Magic just, just did not seem to really have their feet completely under them. The Magic shoot 36.4% from the floor. 5 for 32 from beyond the arc. Definitely a little bit of a concern. They had 15 three-pointers in the first half. I think they made two of them, two or three of them. I think only two of 15 from beyond the arc in the first half. Definitely the Magic could use some better shot selection. I thought they rushed some of those threes. Zonia, major symptom of that, definitely uh, was trying to get his shots up. Uh, So uh, definitely want to see the Magic kind of scale that back, work through the offense a little bit get themselves into a little bit of a rhythm. Uh, that was definitely lacking in this game. But in fairness to everyone else, or in fairness to the team as a whole, um, you know, and, and again, Terrence Ross actually a big big culprit of that 2-for-10, 1-for-6 shooting as well. But in fairness to the team, uh, Vogel really worked them hard in training camp, got them running a lot, so definitely a little bit tired. I think their legs weren't quite there yet, weren't quite at game speed. You get the excitement of being at a game, uh, and and I think the team kind of faced that problem, faced that issue a little bit uh, in this outing. So uh, I think that the Magic had a good showing for their first preseason game. I think, um, I, I said this uh, during the game, uh, the defense wasn't cleaned. The Grizzlies shot a decent percentage, at least in the first half. Turned the ball over a lot, but shot the ball at a decent percentage. Um, were able to work their way around the defense. Things were a little jumpy. But I thought the effort and, and intention was there. And by intention, I mean the Magic were trying to do the right things and, and, and were trying maybe a little too hard to do the right things. And we're in the right spots, just not quite on time or not quite in sync yet. Uh, and for a first preseason game, that's okay. It's not time to panic. It's not time to be, to be crazy or go crazy over things. For a first game, I thought the Magic showed themselves well. They had some really good moments on both ends of the floor with the key players that you need to see have good moments. But there's a lot to tighten up and a lot to clean up. This team still has a long way to go and still has a lot of time to get where they need. As I, I'm pretty sure I said this last preseason too, the goal is to get better every game, to get a little bit closer to regular season ready. This Magic team is not regular season ready right now. No team is. I mean, look at how the Warriors played in their opener. They looked really sloppy. So, I think it's really, really important to see the Magic get better come Thursday, come the Dallas game. Can they make a few more shots? Can they stick to to uh, moving the ball the way that they did through much of the first half of this game, especially the starters? Uh, can they... Find a way to to get the offense moving when it slows down like it did in the second quarter with the, with the bench players in. Can they be a little bit more disciplined on the defensive end? I'm sure in practice, probably more Wednesday than Tuesday. Tuesday's the open practice at the Amway Center. That's 6 o'clock. Um, you can get your tickets on orlandomagic.com. Uh, if the Magic can, can get better Thursday, take a step forward Thursday, look a little bit better, everything will be fine. I think, again, I think I said this, Magic need to establish a little bit of a base off this first game. Not quite the measuring stick uh, to say that, oh, this team is ready. This team is not ready yet, but we knew that. Um, just just a solid start. You know, probably not 
100% what Frank Vogel and the Magic wanted to see. Uh, but, I, you know, I'd give the team a B. I'd say if, if I were grading the Magic, I would give them a B or a B plus for the way that they played. I thought that they did some very nice things. Uh, and so I think that the Magic put themselves in a good spot moving forward or a good spot uh, to continue to grow and build from, which I think is the most important thing to start with. And so we'll see how they look Thursday. Uh, pra- open practice tomorrow. Maybe they'll they'll be a little fresher for that, you know, get in front of the home crowd and the home fans uh, but and put on a show a little bit. But um, certainly Thursday is, is the next test, and Thursday is an opportunity to get a little bit better, which I'm sure the Magic want to do. As I said, I want to talk a little bit more specifically about the starters in a moment. But before we do, I want to say a quick word from our pals over at SeatGeek. Buying tickets to sports and concerts can be complicated, but there is a better, simpler way to buy with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to live events. With SeatGeek's seamless mobile experience, you can buy and sell tickets in just two taps. SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. There's nothing quite like seeing your favorite team or musician in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats. Remember, lots of stuff going on in the Orlando area this weekend. If you have not gotten your tickets already, United States is playing kind of a big soccer game over at Orlando City Stadium on Friday night. I'm going to be there. I am super pumped to see Christian Pulisic, Clint Dempsey, and all of the United States soccer team try and qualify for the World Cup. Uh, Literally, the United States can clinch a World Cup berth on Friday at Orlando City Stadium. They got to get a win. It is a humongous game, and we need Orlando American fans to show up and prove that Orlando is the soccer capital of the South. This is a big, 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 big game, not just for U.S. soccer, but also for Orlando. So if you haven't got your tickets yet or you're interested in going, SeatGeek is the place to go get that done. Don't forget also, we got the Magic game Thursday against the Dallas Mavericks, as well as Saturday against the Miami Heat. Preseason basketball is well underway, and the Magic will be trying to get better, and you'll get get your first chance to really look at this new-look Orlando Magic team. If if Monday's any indication, you're going to like what you see, at least for the most part. Um, So you can get your tickets on SeatGeek. And that's because SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket-buying experience easier than ever. SeatGeek saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. And to get you the most bang for your buck, SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Plus... Every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket, from sports and concerts to comedy and theater. Best of all, my listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LONBA today. That's promo code LONBA for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Like I said, I think one of I think my big takeaway from Monday's preseason opener was the play of the starters. And you know, one of the storylines we've been following throughout training camp and and, and really talking about peripherally and, and 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 
kind of hypothetically throughout the season, throughout the offseason as as a potential reason to believe in this Magic team, or at least believe that this this season will turn out differently, was this this sense of familiarity. Not only were the, was the Magic starting lineup going to be the same, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, you can debate another day. The Magic starting lineup was going to be virtually the same. The coaching staff was going to be the same. And that's a situation that the Magic just have not been in for the last three years. Orlando constantly having to change coaches kind of throws everything up in the air. And really even their starting lineup has shifted shifted around a lot the last three years too. But that edge of familiarity is something that's easily taken for granted. Because of course, a team should have the same coach every year. Of course, the team should have some roster continuity, the same players coming back, uh, if, if they're successful, that is. And so the Magic certainly knew that this was an opportunity to, to have some growth, to have something they haven't had in some time. Coming into camp knowing what the coaching staff expects from you, knowing the plays, being able to be leaders in training camp, the coaches knowing that there is a large group of veteran players who can help instruct newcomers on what to do, on how to run this drill, on how to make the most of practice. It adds to the efficiency of implementing new things. Frank Vogel said, I'm going through the things I want to implement like it's the first time I'm teaching them. But he said there is definitely a difference with this team compared to last year's team. Not only because they're changing up the style and, and, and they're changing up uh, how they want to play from last year's training camp, but the players know what to expect. And that filters down where the coaches don't have to stop things to instruct. The players are taking that responsibility because they have the knowledge of what's being taught. They know what's expected and, and where to be and what to do. And so the Magic then are growing because of that. They're improving because of this shift. And that's, that's definitely something the Magic have not taken for granted. Frank Vogel said the familiarity of the team's Projected starting lineup. The same starting five that ended last season. Alfred Payton, Evan Fournier, Terrence Ross, Aaron Gordon, and Nikola Vucevic was noticeable on the floor as they played together in training camp. Players noticed it too. They knew where everyone was going to be on the floor. And things came back very quickly. It gave them a leg up in in maybe some competition with other players on the roster. It gave them a leg up in preparing and knowing how to play in practice. And that was extremely evident in the Magic's game Monday. I went through the stats. I looked at it. The Magic numbers aren't impressive, to be honest. I think it was 25 points and 28 possessions, plus two for the starting lineup in Monday's game. But let's throw out the stats. Let's take. Let's get rid of those analytics. When you watch the starters play from the beginning of the game and and into the second quarter, they didn't play the second half. When you watch them play, you could tell 
there was a trust already built. You could tell that there was a second nature about the way they were playing. They were moving the ball fluidly. They knew where each other was going to be defensively. There was, they, they trusted each other to be there defensively. I mean, Vucevic had some nice defensive plays. They moved the ball fluidly to the open man. They got the ball in the right spots. The, the best the offense played all night, for the most part, was with that starting group on the floor. Now, they missed their fair share of shots. I mean, I, I think early on I said, Magic are getting great looks. They're missing shots. It's it's fine. I'm, I, I want the looks. The intention is good. Terrence Ross was a big culprit of that. Two, he was 2 for 10 on the game. I would venture to guess that a fair number of those shots were not bad. That, that Ross was not taking too many bad shots. He had a few shots that were like, you can't take that. But I liked a lot of Ross's looks tonight. And, and you got to trust that he'll make them. But that's the kind of thing that the Magic really need is a lineup that works so well together. As I've said throughout the summer, I believe you you run back that starting lineup to start the season. I, I think Monday's game kind of reaffirmed as well that the Magic need to have a tight rotation. They need to be willing to maybe send Ross to the bench early or Fournier to the bench early in the first quarter to have him play with the second unit in the second. But the starting unit works. They work really well together. They know where each other's going to be. They play really well together. And I don't really want to see the team break that up yet. And Monday proved that even more. That that group is just a little bit ahead of everyone. That group looked like they were in the second or third preseason game, not the first. And that is a big advantage. Orlando has been through a lot of turmoil in the last few years. And so seeing the team reap the benefits of some continuity, of some stability, is a very good sign. And it's not something that this team should take for granted. Because they've been through a lot of that instability. And as everyone kind of gets themselves back into game shape, they'll get themselves back to the level that they were at to end last season. Everyone has said it, essentially. They want to pick up where they left off last year. And I think the Magic are on their way. I was very encouraged by what I saw from that starting lineup. And I think you can tell that there's a trust that's built among them and between them and the coaches. And slowly that will get to the rest of the team as they catch up and get ready for the season. Moving on to uh, some questions from the mailbag. Um, like I said, I uh, took some questions uh, on the Orlando Magic Daily mailbag. Um, I want to I want to address this. Um, I, I've been a big proponent of the starting lineup, but uh, at Malik G asked me, the reasons you give for why Terrence Ross should, should and will start over Simmons, Simmons all revolve around offense. Why? Uh, if you watched Monday's game, Jonathan Simmons was pretty impressive. Um, very solid player. Uh, I... I, I Hope I make this clear. Just because I think that the Magic should return to their previous starting lineup to start next year does not mean I think that will be an 82-game starting lineup, barring injuries. 
I do think that there will be a point where the Magic are struggling, the Magic need to mix things up, and I do think that that's the point that Jonathan Simmons steps in. I think that what we saw in Monday's game, um, Simmons is still developing as a sixth man, as a guy who can kind of create a little bit and and, and be on his own a little bit more. Uh, But I do believe that Jonathan Simmons is clearly this team's sixth man, and he's the guy knocking on the door to make that starting lineup. For me, though, the starting lineup to start the year is, like I said previously, it's about trust. Last year, Simmons averaged 6.2 points per game. He's never really played a starting role. He's done it in spot minutes, and what he did in the playoffs was really impressive. But he has, that's just such a small sample size that I'm not willing to trust it quite yet. I'm not willing to trust that he can put in that kind of performance game in and game out over the course of an 82-game schedule. There is a lot of basketball to play. So, I don't want to, I really don't want to uh, go crazy over these decisions quite yet. Right now, it's what do I think will work the best? Or what do I know will work the best? And, you know, maybe my opinion changes as the preseason goes on. Maybe Ross doesn't get into, doesn't get back into form. Maybe Simmons continues to kind of keep getting better and better and better and look more consistent. That's that's going to play a role in this. But as I sit here right now, I still favor Ross. And it's it's not so much of an offense-defense thing. Because the starting lineup to end last year was terrible defensively. And and I do I, I believe, and I, I think I saw it um, in, in spurts Monday. Again, don't want to draw too much from one preseason game. But I, I do think that, that that unit will get better defensively with a training camp under their belt to learn kind of where they need to be defensively. And and we saw the Magic begin to implement some heavy switching schemes, and it was really interesting to watch. Um, if the Magic can pull that off without giving up too many mismatches, they'll be in really, really good shape. But it's just a matter of trust right now. I, I think that the Magic's lack of shooting uh, would hurt if they... Would, would, would be more evident if they started Simmons. I think... While Ross has not shot well in a Magic uniform, teams respect his three-point shot, and so I think that spacing is really important. And again, it just comes down to trust. I know what that lineup does with Ross Ross there, uh, and so I, I think that that's um, the direction the Magic should head. The next question I got uh, is, um, and this will be, I think, the last question I'll answer here. Next question I got uh, regarding training camp. Uh, is about the rotation. At Dyna Interactive asks, how do you envision the shooting guard small forward rotation to work out? Do you think Mario gets a legit shot to start the year or will Aaron Aflalo get the nod? Of course, Aaron Aflalo did not play on Tuesday, on Monday uh, out with a sore back. Uh, Magic continued to rest him, just kind of be, just kind of manage him a little bit. It seemed like if the Magic really needed him to play, he would play. Uh, but that gave Mario Zoni an opportunity, and, and Zoni used preseason to preseason and took a lot of shots, you know, kind of some bad shots. Um, but did some nice things. I thought he cut to the basket well, and and he made he made some shots. He moved around really well, and so I think again he's getting his legs under him. So I'm not super concerned. However, I, I do think that the Magic are going to lean more toward Aaron Aflalo. It's about consistency. Coming off the bench, it's about. What can you provide me? 
What can I rely on you night in and night out? And while Hazonia has the higher ceiling, Aflalo is the more consistent player. Um, like I said, I think Ross wins the starting job. I think Fournier is a solid starter. And I think Simmons is the sixth man. So essentially, there is a training camp battle going on now between Aflalo and Hazonia for that backup small forward spot. If the Magic even go 10 deep. I think that Izonia has to continue to look better and better. Um, it was good to see him running around looking healthy there, but he's got to show that he can make an impact defensively, or at least hold his own defensively, and he's got to make shots. That, that's the bottom line. He's got to make shots. It's not about volume with him. It's about making the shots that he does get. He's not. He can't be taking 12, 15 shots per game. That's not going to work. And, and of course, preseason, so he kind of did, but... Um, he's got to prove himself this preseason. These games are important to Zonia. And he's got to show some consistency with that shot too. He is working his way back from the knee issue that he had all of last year. Um, he said he's feeling better than he's felt all summer. But it's about production with him. It's about can you make the shots that you get? Can you hold your own defensively? If he can do that, I think he has a shot at some minutes. But right now, I lean toward Aaron Aflalo getting that spot just because of reliability and consistency. But while Aflalo is out, Zonia has the opportunity and, and hopefully he takes advantage of it. I want to thank you all for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. One preseason game in the book. I don't even think I said the score. Grizzlies won 92-84. That doesn't matter. Um, so one preseason game is in the book. We are officially underway here in the 2018 season. Magic will hold their open practice down at the Amway Center on Tuesday. Doors open at 5. Open practice starts at 6. Be lots of fun goodies going on. I think they're doing a Q&A with the players um, after the open practice, uh, among other things. Um, you can get your tickets at orlandomagic.com slash open practice, if I'm not mistaken. Check out orlandomagic.com for more details. And of course, the Magic are back in action Thursday at home against the Dallas Mavericks. So be sure to check that game out. Should be a fun one down at the Amway Center as the preseason continues. You can follow me on you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic as well as like us on Facebook at Locked On Magic. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Audio Boom and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can also find me on Twitter at philiparr underscore omd. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com and follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily, as well as like us on Facebook at orlandomagicdaily. That's going to do it for me. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. 
Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.